Hello and welcome to my Confidence with Jumping podcast. So you're here because you've got some confidence problems with your jumping, I presume, Um, or you want to enhance your confidence with the jumping that you're doing. So one of the first things I want you to ask yourself is where is the confidence coming from, the confidence problems coming from, what actually is it? Is it actually a fear of falling? Is it a fear of um, the actual jumps? Is it a fear? What is the fear that is causing the confidence issues? If it is a fear, is it an ingrained issue that's come from childhood? Um, is it an issue that's come from other people? People putting shoulds on you. You should be jumping this horse. Actually, do you want to? Because you know what? It's perfectly okay if you don't. If you don't want to jump, it's okay. What do you want to do? What do you feel like okay doing? Are you feeling pressure from other people that you should be judging, um, judging, jumping at different heights? Are they judge, judgments? That's obviously where I was going with my with my thought process. Are people, do you feel like you're judging yourself? Are you feeling the judgments from other people? Actually, what is it? And I want you to write that down. And I want you to write that down in the middle of a piece of paper. And I want you to then do a bit of a mind map around it and pick it apart a little bit. Where does it come from? Where does this thought come from? How much truth? does this thought hold? What can you do to improve this thought? So what can you do to make the situation a bit better? Can you give the thought that's unhelpful a bit of a positive spin? For instance, I'm scared of jumping. You pick it apart a little bit. So what am I actually scared about? Okay, so I'm actually scared of falling. I'm going to be really honest with myself. I'm scared of falling. Okay, so where does that fear come from? Okay, uh, there's more chance of me potentially falling off when I'm jumping because obviously we're leaving the floor. Okay, so let's pick that apart a little bit more. Okay, so it's there because actually a jump is just an extension of a cancer stride. How high do you want to jump? Well, I only want to jump two foot. Okay. So where does this come from? Where does this fear come from? So it comes from a childhood incident when I was jumping in a riding school and the horse kept on stopping and I fell over his head. Okay. So that was then. This is now. Has this ever happened on your horse? No. Okay. So we need to build up the positive experiences, going over some poles, going over some smaller jumps and building your confidence that way. So let's pick that apart on a piece of paper. Pick it apart completely. I mean, I could go on and on and on with what I was saying. To go right back to the roots of actually where it all comes from. And then once you sometimes maybe look at it and kind of go, oh yeah, this is when I was a child. Like, I've been carrying this with me, like a big heavy bag for a long time. Like, maybe it's time I just put it down for a little bit and try and focus on enjoying myself because I do really, really want to jump. So then another thing, that we can do is to make jumping a little bit boring. So instead of building up into a massive big deal in our brain, 
So we, what we want to do as well is not talk about our issues too much with other people, not keep on saying to people, oh my God, I'm scared, I'm scared, I'm scared. Maybe share it with yourself, maybe write it down in a book. I'm really worried about tomorrow when we go jumping, or I'm really worried about my jumping lesson, or I'm worried about this, I'm worried about that. Write it down, because the more we share it with other people, we, there sh we then share their experiences of, of their situations with, with a similar situation, but then it, then it somehow becomes our situation too, and it can sometimes make it a lot worse. So you need to kind of try as much as possible to keep it to yourself. And then if you do start oversharing and telling lots and lots of people, you need to think, well, why am I doing this? What, what am I getting out of this? Do I want the situation to be a lot worse than it is? But you might share it with someone that's really empathetic and knows you, and they will just sit and listen and reassure you and help you, rather than tell you about the time that they fell off little Bobby, their cob, one day when he stopped at this filler. Because then suddenly it's created another issue in your mind. You don't need to hear that when you're when you're a little bit anxious. So write down your worries. So especially if you've got a show the day, you know, the next day, or you've got a jumping lesson that's particularly causing some issues, write down what it is that's worrying you and, and just own it a little bit. Own how you're feeling and be okay with it. We're allowed to be. We're allowed to be nervous. We're allowed to be a bit worried about things. We don't have to be this big, strong person, like all the time. Being vulnerable helps connection and massively help connection with your horse. Because if we resist what we're feeling or if we share what we're feeling with the wrong person, it's just not gonna help. And it's the same as if we push away the emotions, it's just not gonna help. We need to be open and honest. So leading on from there, make the jumping as boring as possible. You don't want to go in flooding your brain. So you don't want to overface yourself. So a little bit worried, we'll jump a lower level at the show. A little bit worried going into a training session, tell the trainer, I'm worried. Please can we start off this height? Own it. Don't be ashamed of um, of, of saying, this, I, I don't want to be overpowered today, please can we do this? If they're an empathetic, proper coach, they will listen because you're the expert in the lesson of you, not them. They can then help you build confidence and build back up to a height that maybe they were expecting as a coach, but they need to put their stuff to one side. So if that's not working and the coach or trainer isn't listening to you, then perhaps it's time to find somebody else and find someone that works with you, not someone that puts their expectations onto you and then creates a feeling of, you know, not being satisfied, not feeling like you've achieved. Then you've got to think about making it boring for both you and the horse. So maybe starting back with just poles. So just poles between wings. Just make it really simple. Just trotting, poles between wings. So you without flooding the brain you're going through a jump but it's not but you know potentially i mean some horses might jump poles but potentially you're not going to be jumping there's not you're not going to have that fence in front of you it's just a pole but you're going through the wings so it's still a similar experience situation and plus seeing the wings and the poles in the school will trigger some emotions 
but if they're just poles and you do that a couple of times a week it will help you see the jumps and see the poles in a more calm way but you've got to be quite strict to yourself don't suddenly then go oh i feel okay i'm gonna put a jump up actually maybe spend one week three times that week just riding through poles and wings and then the week after when you feel ready put up a little cross pole put up something just to kind of change it very very gradually but you'll know when you're ready because you'll be bored you'll be like i just want to jump and you'll know it's, it's a genuine feeling rather than a false feeling or a, i feel like i have to because of someone else is putting that pressure on me so that's a really really good tip to take it right back to basics and if anyone's got a problem with that that's their problem it's not yours so if anyone thinks that you should be jumping your horse this height and this that and the other that's got nothing to do with them it's to do with you what feels right for you you've got to own this stuff you've got to own it so also we've got to go to the mastery of the skills you've got to feel like you've mastered how you're feeling so how much work do you do on your balance how much work do you do with your lower leg position how much work do you do sitting in a light seat so you've got to think about how much time do you spend doing that or do you not and then you don't feel progress when you're jumping because you're not spending time mastering the skills how much time do you spend on your flat work actually trying to make the canter better the trot better the walk better the contact better the reactions better how much time do you spend on that now you've got to be honest with yourself and ask yourself these questions how much time do you spend maybe trying to de-spook your horse put them in different situations deal with different colors and flappy objects and how, how much time do you put into that but yet you expect the horse to go out and be okay with fillers and this that and the other so you've got to desensitize the horse and yourself to these what we call spooky objects You could potentially also go and build a bit of confidence over some cross-country fences. So it sometimes helps you feel the freedom of being able to be in an open field. For some people this wouldn't help because they, they, they might have a, an issue with jumping cross-country. But for some it might be better because you're in an open space, you can get more kind of openness within the horse's stride. So that might help. So if you feel okay with jumping solid fences, that's something that can really, really help with feeling a little bit confident in the jumping, in the show jumping arena. Have you ever thought about riding with a neck strap? A neck strap, there's no shame in using a neck strap. Some of the top riders, William Foxpit wears a neck strap. It really, there is no shame in it whatsoever. And it, it might just help if you need some help to balance, if you need some extra support, that is absolutely ideal. We need to become friends with our fear. We don't want to just push it away and ignore it and forget about it. We need to become friends with it. The fear is there for a reason. Your confidence issue is there for a reason. It's trying to tell you something. And the feeling of overcoming it, becoming friends with your fear is such a lovely 
feeling. I've done that. I've done it. I've done it. I've achieved it. And if you decide it's not for you and you don't want to keep battling it and try and befriend it, that's okay. You don't have to. It doesn't feel right for you. I think confidence in jumping is something that everybody has dealt with at least once in their riding life. I really don't think there are many people who can say they haven't felt any butterflies when going into a ring of fences. Everybody has a different approach depending on your situation. Everyone comes from different walks of life. Some people have more a more confident horse that can help them build it out. Some people might have a green horse. But it's you know it's, it's a little bit difficult, more difficult. So the more you do something, the better things will feel. So the more, as I say, the more you ride over the poles and the wings, it will start to feel better. Then increase it to little cross poles and it will start to feel better. Then start increasing things gentle, gentle, gentle without flooding the brain with fear. So unless you're jumping massive, massive Olympic style fences, your horse can pretty much jump from a standstill. reminding yourself of this can help to shrink your nerves and the obstacle in your head so that you ride into the jump as if it was quite small so your horse can get over that jump it can get over it so think about what you feel more comfortable in doing do you feel more comfortable jumping from trot or canter what does your horse prefer because whatever suits you both use it do it and just always think to yourself, this horse can get over this jump. This horse can get over it. It really can. Singing a song in your head as you're going round really helps because it makes, your, makes you breathe. And you need to breathe. How many of us have come out of a show jumping round and forgotten to breathe? Lots of us. So we don't want to come out and go, oh, I didn't breathe for the whole thing. Because actually, well, why not? That, that didn't help it didn't help your brain function it didn't help your body it didn't help the relaxation you need to go in there and breathe so distracting your brain off of what you can't do and onto what something completely different that makes you feel nice helps to release all the happy hormones to help you relax Always think to yourself, how well could it go? So instead of all the what ifs, so what if it does this, and what if the horse does this, and what if this happens, what if that happens? Well, what if it went really well? What if you went round and you jumped a clear round? What if the horse really listened to you and was really reactive? What if you did jump that jump that you're thinking is a bit scary? How would that feel? Well, it'd feel really good. You're there. So why do we always focus on the what if that's negative? It's not helpful. If you start thinking to yourself as well, I need to try and make this like the best experience for my horse. And I've got to help my horse out. I've got to ask my horse these questions. I've got to talk to the horse the whole way through this. It helps take it off of you and what you're thinking and feeling at that present moment in time. So when you get into that ring, or when you, you're practicing at home, actually, what am I doing for the horse? How can I help this horse out? 
so that he can have the best experience of this training session, this show. Um, you know, it's, it's, if you take it off with you and you look at it as a different person, so your horse that you're trying to help, it really does help to change the mindset. So doing things more often, bringing it into the, so it doesn't build up a pattern of, you know, if you jump once and then don't do it for another six months, try and do it more regularly. So it becomes a bit normal, it becomes a regular thing. So when you're jumping courses, make sure that you're focusing on the next jump every time. So you jump one jump, you're looking at the next jump. Jump that jump, you're looking at the next jump. So you're not over fixating on the colour of the fence, the fillers at the fence. You're looking at the next jump as if I'm getting over that jump. I've got to get to that jump and I'm getting over it. Have fun. So make it fun, laugh. Talk to your horse, make a bit of a joke about it. Just have as much fun as possible and that will massively, massively help. And help a really, even if it wasn't the best experience, it will help you remember it as it was a good experience. So experience is everything. So the more positive things you can experience, the better. So if you can leave every round, give yourself three positives and three next times, it helps keep a positive feel on the session. So rather than thinking of what could go wrong next time and focusing on what hasn't gone right in the session, you're actually focusing on what can you do? What can you do as a rider next time to improve this round? So when people are a little bit worried about fillers and maybe a particular jump, there's a jump at a local show centre to me that causes a lot of issues for people. So we've got to then turn that jump. We've got to acknowledge it. We've got to acknowledge that jump and say, right, okay, that jump's a little bit off-putting for me. So how am I going to ride to that jump? So what can I do? That jump's putting me off a little bit, but what can I do? Okay, so I can ride my horse together between leg and hand. I can ensure that the horse is reactive to me. Maybe as I'm riding up to that jump, I can tell myself to sit up, legs on, sit up, legs on, sit up, legs on, as I'm riding into that fence. Use some mantras. It could be sit up, uh, legs and hands. Sit up, legs and hands. So you keep the horse focusing together between your leg and your hand. It could be sit up, look up, sit up, look up. And you can just be telling yourself that as you're going up to that jump. Just to focus on the mind of what you can do on, on, then rather on what you can't. We can't dismiss the jump that's creating some issues for you because if you do, it'll just turn out to be a worse, a worse case situation, okay? So if you completely and utterly dismiss it, your brain will turn it into a bigger thing. So acknowledge it make friends with it and decide how you're going to ride towards that jump. Clear and concise instructions to your brain so that you're giving the horse as much confidence as possible. And then this goes back to desensitising you and the horse as early on as possible in your training career. So get them used to lots of different colours and shapes and 
things that they're gonna have to go past so they, they listen to you and that they're reactive to the leg. It's so, so important. So if the singing doesn't work for you, what we need to do is look for some breathing techniques. So before you get on, if you're feeling a little bit nervous, you're feeling a little bit anxious, one of the best breathing techniques is the alternate nostril breathing. So with this breathing, if you take your thumb and your ring finger of your left hand and put your thumb on your left nostril. Take a deep breath in through your right nostril for about five seconds. Then hold it with your ring, uh, with your ring finger so both of your nostrils are closed and wait for about five seconds. Now let go of your left nostril with your thumb and breathe out. Let all the air out until every last bit of air is out. Now take a deep breath in through that left nostril and hold it with the thumb. Five. And then breathe out through the ring finger. All the way out. And then repeat. So then breathe in through the ring finger. Hold with the ring finger. And then breathe out through the thumb. Okay, so that is called alternate nostril breathing. And it really helps to decrease anxiety and it helps to relax you before you get on. It's a proven technique that's been studied in Canada and it's supposed to be more powerful than anti-anxiety drugs. So it really does work. So do a bit of a cycle of that, maybe do five, six, seven rounds, so until you're starting to feel a little bit calmer. Now you can't do that when you're on the horse. Well you can if your horse stands tidy, but if your horse likes to move around and not stand still, then what you can do on the horse is called the candle breath. Take a breath in, and as you breathe out, make an O shape with your mouth, and act as if you're blowing out a candle. So it's a really long out breath, as long as you can make it. And do that as you're riding round. So if you get any butterflies, or any feelings of panic or insecurity, then use the candle breath. The horse will react to the out breath. So the out breath triggers the parasympathetic nervous system, which is the calming. It's the calming breath. The in breath triggers the sympathetic nervous system, which gets us to react. Okay? So if you're a bit of a passive rider, so if, if something happens and you go a little bit passive, so you don't know what to do and you just sit there and freeze, well then actually what you need to do is go to the in-breath because you need to activate yourself to react, okay? So you need to do something. You might need to give the horse a bit of a kick. You might need to give him a little bit more of a, come on, let's go, to get yourselves into out of a situation that might be difficult. So in that case, you might need to take a deep breath in just to wake yourself back up, react, and then breathe out and create some calm. 
Whereas if you're someone that maybe wants to run away and gets a bit busy when something happens, then you need to use the out breath to calm everything down and create some quiet, okay? So there are some calming techniques for you that you can use at any time, at any, in any part of your riding career, and also at any part of everyday life. So I want you to ask yourself some more questions about how you have become in this position with your confidence levels. How is your circle of people created? Who is in your circle of people? What are they like? Maybe write them down. Who are your supportive network of people? What do they do to support you? Look at those people and think, do I genuinely, genuinely think this person wants to see me succeed? Or is there an element of jealousy or um, envy that's hidden behind a bit of a mask that makes this person seem like they're happy to see me succeed but they're not really I mean there might be in some people because maybe you're doing well and they're not but they do actually like to see you happy well that's okay but there are certain people that actually really really don't want to see you succeed are they in your circle then ask yourself why have I kept them why have I kept them? Because actually, a lot of people I work with, when we unpick this, they've kept people who have actually dented their confidence. And they've kept them because it feels normal. And because actually, yeah, it is stopping them from achieving and doing what they want to do. Because it feels strange when things go well. It feels strange when we feel confident. It feels strange when we're succeeding in something and we feel like we've achieved something. So actually keeping these people with us makes everything feel a bit more normal. So ask yourself that question. Why are they in your life if they're bringing you some negativity or something that's not productive? Why are we keeping them here? Because there is a reason for it. There is a reason for it. Sometimes it's hard to say goodbye to people. Sometimes it's hard to end a relationship. I totally understand that. But then you've got to think, is that me trying to people please? Am I trying to put other people's happiness before mine? Am I not putting myself first? Because actually, sometimes when we take a little bit of self-care and put ourselves first, it can really change a lot within our confidence. So thank you for joining me on this jumping confidence podcast if you've got any questions please message me i will give you a bit of a rundown now of just a few things that we've talked about so have fun use breathing exercises focus on what you can do use the technique where you end each session each show with three positives and three what will I do next times
focus on the good focus on the next jump in a positive way knowing that the horse can jump it knowing that you can converse with the horse and get over that jump taking in a little bit of self-belief using the breathing techniques and knowing that you can do it especially if you just need to take it back to scratch for a little bit i'm giving you permission to do that you're allowed to do that it's okay anyway sending you lots of love on your journey within your jumping confidence any questions as i said please message me take care lots of love